into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 153. 153. What's our topic today? This is, are you spiritual bypassing? Mm. This is an interesting topic. Yes. I knew nothing about it when, when I started looking this stuff up. Yeah. Most of our listeners are like, what is this? You know, in the discussion group. So yeah. it's going to be new for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, before we hop into it, anything from last week? you'd like to talk about? Yes. Last week we did sudden loss and I have a couple of messages from that episode. The first one is from Jennifer. She says, I am so glad to hear about sleep paralysis. We talked about it at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. She said, I've experienced it a handful of times in my life. Once when it happened, I wasn't sure if I had been drugged. It was so strange. I was in my early twenties. It happened again. Then I, that I, it happened once again that I can remember in 2009, and I seriously thought of the possibility of evil spirits having something to do with it. I've never heard of sleep paralysis until your show, and it makes sense. Thank you so much. Hmm, cool. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I have Thank you. had that. that yes. Was. Thanks, Jennifer. Um, I've had that. I can remember even back to teenage years. And I remember once my mom coming into my room and trying to wake me up and she couldn't wake me up. Like I could hear her, but I couldn't open my eyes and I was so terrified, but I couldn't open my eyes for anything. It is a very scary experience, the the sleep paralysis, but it really is nothing to be scared of. It can't hurt you. It's just. One time I had a dream. I was like third or fourth grade, stayed home from school, wasn't feeling good, fell asleep. My dad stayed home from work and I fell asleep, was having a dream that I was doing the exact same thing, except there was arguing and fighting going on in the living room. It was a little condo, so it was really small. And I couldn't wake myself up. Yeah, exactly. But then when I finally was like, I guess maybe saying something out loud, and my dad came in and was like, "What are you, what's going on? <laughs> I'm all, there's like fighting and screaming out there. And he's like, no, there's nobody here. Yeah. But in the dream, I couldn't even wake myself up. Exactly. So strange. That's the sleep paralysis. It's really scary. Yep. Don't like it at all. So thank you for that, Jennifer. Yes, thanks, Jennifer. And then I also did a reading on last week's show for Sunshine. And she said, thank you, Samantha, so much for the reading for Kira. I was nervous to listen in fear I would cry at work. And you bet your butt I sure did. Sorry (laughs) about that. Uh, you seriously got her personal personality down so perfectly. I had to go back and listen twice. And Danny, I'm so sorry for the loss of your friend. And I like the part where you were saying how you could take how you could talk hours about deep things. That's how Kira and I were. We often just sat in our feelings together and said it all, knowing each other would get it. I often say I miss having a sad friend. Everyone always says to be positive, be happy. Kira was the only one I had that I could feel heavy emotions with and not be told what to do about it, but just feel it. Again, thank you so much. I'm so happy to hear she is happy over there. I also wonder if she will stay there for a while to rest since this life really was a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Sunshine. sunshine. And, you know, I truly believe that if it's something you 
deep down really want like another connection with someone like that. If you ask the universe to bring you somebody like that again, you know, a relationship, something you can get something out of on that level, they'll give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, Sunshine also submitted a question this week that we're going to answer. The question is, if we all reincarnate, how is it possible that every year there is more and more people on Earth? Are they souls from other planets? But why also would they want to reincarnate now? I mean, I guess it's better than World War II, but I'm a star <laughs> seed that doesn't want to procreate because the world is garbage. I don't want them to struggle. You know, that was one of the many reasons why I didn't have kids of my own um, was because I felt like, what am I bringing them into? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just a horrible place. But you know what? It's the school. And yeah. if they're supposed to come into it, they will because mm-hmm. this is the school. Yeah. So we can't really stop that. You know, <laughs> the soul no. will come back one way or another. Yeah. And in different times, because there's different lessons in different times, Yeah, I think. But I, um, <clears throat> what... I've read with Dolores is that in this particular time, there this century, maybe, well, I don't know, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. But this particular time, I'm assuming that there are so many souls, I don't know if it's infinite. Yeah. Or if it's just billions and trillions and, you know. Yeah. There's so many that we can spread ourselves throughout a universe right and inhabit different bodies and different planets but particularly earth people wanted to be here souls wanted to be here believe it or not (laughs) yeah they really wanted to witness everything that was going to happen we all did that's changing Mm -hmm. and by that i mean an awakening yes and going back to like your world war ii statement the truth is is yeah ancient times we know that that there was a lot of contact between other life forms and things like that with uh, Atlantis and, and ancient Egypt and things like that were they still visible to some throughout time of course but as soon as World War II came along and they saw that bomb being tested oh yeah for Hiroshima mm-hmm. and uh, Nagasaki I believe yeah that's when they were like, okay, yeah, it's time to not leave the children unsupervised so much yeah. and start showing ourselves gradually. But this has been against, you know, confidential top secret things that maybe the government doesn't want to scare to, right. to share to scare people. Right. Stuff like that. But that's another reason mm-hmm. that people want to be here now is because there will eventually be a contact. Right. Oh, yeah. And and these souls know that this is a magical time. This is a shifting period for the earth. It's going to change. Right. And especially when that comes out and there is an initial contact, mm-hmm. that's going to change so much yeah. about our world. The awakening will change as more come yeah. Become awoke. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, but yes, it's hard to believe that this is, and it's kind of like what we say, it's a simulation. Yeah. And it's supposed to be for experience. Yes. And excitement and enlightenment. And we chose to be here at this time. Yes. Whether you know it or don't know it, whether you remember or don't, you chose to be here to witness all this. And 
maybe to be a volunteer. Yes. To help. I was going to say that. Yes. Bring people towards the light. Yeah. Show them the opposite direction of the dark energy and move them towards the light. Yes. I ask myself that a lot. Even out loud sometimes I say to you, what are we doing here? Why are we here? I want to go home. You know, it's like, why earth of all the places? Okay. But here's the thing is that we're doing light work. And that's what this earth needs right now. It needs more people, more star seeds, more indigo children to wake people up, to help them see what's actually going on. And so what's a better time to do that than a hard time? Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen a lot in our lives. You know, we've we've seen war. We've seen 9-11. We've had, you know, all kinds of coronavirus. There's so many things, but Mm -hmm. all of these things are the universe's master plan. They help to move people along. They help to change situations a lot of times for the better. A lot of people I know actually from coronavirus came out of it better rather Mm -hmm. than worse. And that's what the universe does. And and we're here to help people to awaken to all of this. So as hard as it is to understand why we would want to come back at such a hard time, I try now to think of it as like, well... I should be here at a hard time because if I was here at an easy time, then I wouldn't be able to do what I could do for for people, you know. But again, is there ever an easy time? Like, does anybody ever in their life not experience this? No, if everything was always great and pretty, we'd be bored of that. Yeah, we'd be depressed and sick of that. So the the ups and downs are all part of it. It's supposed to be part of each one of our simulations. That's why each one of us has happy moments. And sad moments. Yes. You know, victorious moments and failure moments. <clears throat> We're supposed to learn from that. Yep. Through a lot of Dolores' regression sessions, many times the spirits say, <clears throat> Earth is probably one of the most unique and special planets in our universe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> many other planets and beings, they're almost like so connected that they know. They know what their job is from the day that they're alive. Right. They they work for the source. They do greater good for the universe. Right. Earth is a combination of everything. Yeah. Of every all these different types of people and beings. Okay. Because I don't think they're necessarily all humans. Right. I do believe that there are life other life forms that walk among us probably that can disguise that probably but we so we have such a conglomeration of different types of points of view yeah different types of um beliefs and it is a chaotic world yeah but it's also very beautiful yeah and um exciting so this is a special place it is and it's one of the toughest places because there's so many lessons and the the gravity here is so great that we just feel pulled down. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. We think in a very human way because we don't know how else to think because we are human. Right. And when we get to the other side and see what's really going on, it makes more sense. But there's a lot of things that we can't really wrap our heads around because we think like humans. You know? I think that anybody that feels this or maybe believes this should pat yourself on the back. Because I think you agreed to come here and um, wipe off a lot of karma by coming here, especially during this time. 
Yep. And if you're doing light work or things that are for the greater good of mankind, then during this time in particular, you are working off a lot of that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope that answers your question at least a little bit, Sunshine. We need to do an episode, I think, on the life of Dolores Cannon. You know, of all of the things that, like, she's worked on, Mm -hmm. but also the New World. um, New Earth, The New Earth, yeah. Because I think that, that, you know, a lot of people have interest in that, and that explains all of this in there, too. So, So a couple episode ideas. Totally. So, and then uh, one more question. This is from Katie. She says, souls, once you reach out to them, do they have a lasting connection? For example, if you connect with a soul and then later they have an important message to send someone... Do, can they connect with you spontaneously to let you know what the message is and who it's for if you don't remember who you connected with originally? Is this true for both human and animal souls? That's a great question. Hmm. Yeah. One of the first times that I remember this happening to me is uh, I at the very beginning of my spiritual journey, I was doing a lot of readings in free reading groups, just knocking them out because I wanted to see, you yeah. know, <laughs> make sure I really have this. And there was one guy that I read for his wife and daughter. He died very suddenly and they were having a really hard time. And one of the things that came through was something relating to the Flintstones. And he was saying, yabba dabba do, right? So a couple of weeks later, I'm driving. I was still pet sitting at this time. I'm driving to one of my pet sits and I hear yabba dabba do and I <laughs> feel his energy. And I realized at that moment that, yes, when once you've connected with somebody, right. you know what their energy is right. and you can feel it if it comes in. Now, I have had times where spirits have tried to come through, but I'm not really there at that time. I'm not connected. I might be doing something random and not thinking that. And then they have to try other ways to get through. But pretty much, yes, I, I would say that that energy, it does, even with animals, it does stay. Um, I don't remember my readings for the most part when I do them, which I appreciate because I do so many. I can't imagine if I retained all that information. Yeah. But once I connect to the animal or to the spirit, it has this, that similar energy feeling. And I start to remember, okay, right, this is how the person or animal died. And things start coming back to me that way. So, right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for that question, Katie. I, Thanks, I love Katie. that question. That was a good one. And then one more thing before we get going is uh, the reading that I do every week. So this is for Melissa, and she says, This was my son's cat, Olive. While he and I were on vacation, she took a turn for the worse. My husband rushed her to the emergency vet. They euthanized her without even trying to save her. She had diabetes and was doing great, so I have no idea what happened. Does she still watch over my son? He also has diabetes, and she used to wake him up if his blood sugar dropped. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'm so sorry about that. That really sucks. Mm. So there was more going on with Olive than just diabetes. Um, There was kidney failure here, too, and I don't know if that showed up on any blood work or anything. Um, But what I'm feeling is that this... This was a combination of the diabetes, the um, the kidney disease, and just that it was it was time. You know, there's only so much that an animal's body can take, and diabetes is really hard. Yeah. And if you know, there, 
if their levels are even kind of off. Like with animals, it's not like with people where you test their level every time that you give them an insulin injection. You just give them the insulin. Most of the time it's every 12 hours and you just give them the same dose and then they go into the vet, you know, however often and they have it checked to make sure. But if their dose is off, and they require more, you might not even notice it. So I think that that might have been a part of the problem here is that the insulin dosage was off a little bit. Um, it's not your fault. This was this was time. This was what needed to happen because it was her time and she was uncomfortable. And um, that doesn't make it better. Yeah. But it was just something that no matter whether you were there or not, it was going to happen. Uh, she actually did not want your son to be there when it happened. So I think she took this time to pass when you were away on purpose. This was not a coincidence. This was, I'm ready and I know they're not here and they're not going to see this, especially with the son. It would have been really hard for him to have to go through that. I mean, this really sucks and it's really hard to have to explain why something like this would happen. But at the same time, watching your animal suffer and trying to save it is, is worse in my opinion. Um, They wouldn't have been able to save her. There was nothing that they could do. So know that they knew that. And a lot of times it's hard for us to realize that the vets can do their jobs. Like we think, oh, they didn't, do right they didn't do right. right but you know what most of the time they it's their job and they love animals and they want to help them and if they say we can't help this animal then you have to believe them because right. a lot of those places too you know they're they need the money right that's what they're there for is the money and so if they're telling you we can't do anything then they're really they're being really honest with you because yeah. they're not trying to go after money just to say oh we can you know maybe save her maybe so um just please know that there was nothing that could have been done and it it wasn't anybody's fault um let me see if what else she has to say i do feel like she's going to reincarnate pretty quickly because i do feel like you're going to find another cat that is going to do the same kind of thing but isn't going to have the health problems but is going to be able to help your son to know with the diabetes too animals sense this it's so amazing you don't even have to like you know especially train a cat to sense these types of things they just do so um yeah yeah, you're gonna find another one that's gonna be able to do that and i actually see your son moving out at one point and taking this cat with him so i think that one's gonna be around for a long time yeah cool yeah so i hope that 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 helps you melissa and your son i'm very sorry for your loss yeah sorry melissa yeah so that's all I have from last week, except to tell well, you that next week we have a special guest on our show, my oh, sister oh, that no. I've never met before, that I didn't <laughs> even know existed until a couple months ago. We'll be here tomorrow. That's exciting. And, yep. And she will be here on and she will be on the show next week. Very so, cool. Yeah. That'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm, yeah, I'm looking we'll forward to it. I know she's nervous, you know, but Once I was nervous here, too. These yeah. dogs farting and. <laughs> yeah, one of the them room. just let one rip. Actually, there's only one dog in here, so we know which one it was. <laughs> Process of elimination, unless it was you and you're just blaming the oh, dog. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I would so. Admit it. Yeah, I know you would. You, you'd be proud of it. So, anyways, enough fart talk, but cool. yeah, she'll be here next week. Looking for forward the show. to it. Yeah. Awesome. Yay. All right, then. Episode 153, Are You Spiritual Bypassing? When I heard about this, at first I took it personally. I felt like I was personally victimized from this. I'm like... (laughs) 
wait a minute, I'm doing this and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. I think I did it a lot more in the past, but I want before we start for everybody to know this is normal and it's not a bad thing. We're going to talk a little bit today about what this means and how to get through it if you are spiritual bypassing. But after doing this research, I truly believe that we all spiritual bypass at one time or another. Yeah. Some of us maybe more than others and we need help to figure out how to not do it. Right. So, so first, what is spiritual bypassing? Well, it is a tendency to use spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep or avoid facing unresolved emotional issues, psychological wounds, and unfinished developmental tasks. Another definition I saw was it is attempts to rise above and effectively deny unpleasant emotions, experiences, and realities in order to feel good and avoid discomfort and pain. So we can like say, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? But, and it does, I really truly believe that. But what's spiritual bypassing, for example, it would be like if the person says everything happens for a reason, but, and they don't deal with the thing that's happening. They they shove it under the rug and just say, well, everything happens for a reason. I'm not going to deal with the emotions that come with this. Right. Um, A couple of examples. Uh, okay, a relative regularly crosses boundaries and behaves in way ways that's hurtful to other family members. Rather than confronting this behavior, the spiritual bypassing means that we feel the need to repress the anger and and maintain over, and be totally overly tolerant. Sorry, be overly tolerant. Another example, you lose a loved one suddenly, but avoid dealing with your feelings of grief because spiritual you're spiritually bypassing to avoid feelings of pain. These were two that I got online. Yeah. And I and I, I you know, I see how these could happen. I don't know how it's possible to spiritual bypass grief. It has a way of smacking you upside the head like how? But maybe. I think when I first heard this concept, I totally took it a different way and and thought this was a tool that people on a spiritual path were using oh no not at all to like eliminate unnecessary you know things in their life kind of Um, but yeah not a tool i can see where it could be used in certain things but at the same time yeah i don't feel like my overall opinion about it is good no no, it's basically avoiding the human issues. Yes. Yeah. And really, like, this is something that I've I've been dealing with a lot lately is saying, okay, I have to feel the emotions. And that's really what this is about, is allowing ourselves to feel the emotions and not repressing them. Yes. And that can be really hard because, you know, it, I think a part of what we're taught in this spirituality is that we're not supposed to be anything but love and light and peace. And that's not how this works at all. You have to still feel the human emotions. Yeah. I think it's just what you do with those emotions, yes. how you um, handle them, how long you hold on to them for. You know, we're not supposed to hold on to something and not let it, you know, go away. So when we just kind of sit, like we say, sit in the shit, then we're just, you know, not dealing with it. And we need to deal with the emotions, whatever they are, all of them. You know, when we lost our friend a couple of weeks ago, I got angry, but Mm. I didn't, you know, just, you just say, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. It's okay. 
You're supposed to be angry, but it's how you direct that. If you get in your car and you go to somebody else's house and you punch them in the face because you're angry, then that's not the right way to handle your anger. Right. But you need to be able to feel, we all need to be able to feel those emotions uh, because that's a part of why we're here. We're not here to just, you know, la 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 la. That's what heaven's about. Mm -hmm. Heaven's about being happy and not feeling the emotions of anger, jealousy, hatred, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't feel those in heaven. Those are here. So we're supposed to feel them. Yeah. And and somehow they get this, you know, there's ah, bad connotation uh, attached to it. Yeah. You know, tears and crying. And I mean, how many of us, their parents said, you know, you're crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Or, oh, you're crying, you're a sissy. Yeah. Or, you know, what are you crying about? Yeah. Just that overall thing that starts at a very young age that we see teaches us that we're supposed to repress. Yeah, it does. And yep. that's not doing anything. But I picture us as like walking uh, pressure cookers. Yeah. And you're just stuffing this all down, all down, thinking that you're strong and tough and it's all going to go away. And then you hit 50 or 60 and you have a midlife crisis and <laughs> yeah. a full on mental breakdown Yeah, because you didn't want to feel anything. That's right. And the truth, like you just said, babe, is that everything is wonderful in heaven. Yeah. There's no body and ailments and sickness and strife and suffering. So, they don't experience that there. Right. They only experience by watching what we're going through and try to help us through that. Mm-hmm. But the gift is everything. Yeah. All those emotions. Not just happy right. and joyous and victorious, but all those other ones that aren't what we're taught as pretty or good. Mm-hmm. But they are the gift. Yes. You can't shed tears in heaven because you don't have eyes or tear ducts. That's right. Yep. Whether it's tears of joy or tears of sadness, that is like the most intense and obvious emotion on any human. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So spiritual bypassing is a form of avoidance and escapism. Uh, There's unaddressed emotional issues or trauma that will eventually bring issues in the future. If you don't deal with something now, you're going to have to deal with it in the future. You know, when we first started the spiritual journey, I wanted so bad to be that peace and love. I wanted it so bad and I was striving for it every day, but I wasn't there. I was still very much stuck in the old thoughts, but I wanted the new thoughts. So anytime that something would arise in my mind that was a negative thought, I would be like, nope. Uh uh-uh, uh, you're not going to do that. You're going to push it out. What I, I didn't realize what I was doing, and that was stifling myself. I had to learn to do the work, do the shadow work. This is where shadow work comes in. This is recognizing those things in yourself that are holding you back and, and having, you know, causing unhealthy patterns. Yeah. And if you just think that, you know, I'm going to be this spiritual person that's never going to, you know, feel things. That's not how it goes. I went to Disneyland a few years ago. I think we were like a year or so into the spiritual journey. And I had met this girl and we went to Disneyland together and she had never seen me show any emotions except for the way that I normally am, right? Never seen a fluctuation in, in my emotions. And on the way back, I was not feeling well. I was pretty sick that day. And we were in the... 
the carpool lane and we came upon this guy that was doing 45 in the carpool lane and you can't get out. It's illegal. You know, you have to stay in there. If you don't have carpool lanes where you are, you have to stay there until there's an opening, a specific opening. So I'm behind this guy doing 45 on the freeway and I feel like I'm going to be sick and I start getting angry. And she's like, I didn't know you could get angry. Do you know I have people tell me that all the time? I didn't know you could get angry. <laughs> oh, I can get angry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. But if I feel it, yeah. you have to let it out. I can't just sit here and be like, oh, right. namaste. I'm not going to get angry at the guy going 45 in front of me. I'm a human. Right. You know, I, I really, I've gotten to a point where that kind of stuff doesn't so much bother me anymore. Right. But I wasn't feeling good that day. But I'm not going to push it down if it is. I'm not going to, you know repress it because that's not healthy you know but you've got to handle it in a healthy way yeah i think using um and i don't even know if this would be spiritual bypassing but kind of like we were talking about if you're getting a flurry of negative thoughts and energy entering your head yeah and you're going nope i'm going to replace those with positive thoughts that to me is not a bad thing. No, no, I don't think so. Because you're retraining your mind. Mm-hmm. But if some of those thoughts have to do with, oh man, such and such passed away last week and I'm just right. so bummed about it, or I lost my job, right. um, or I'm getting a divorce, these are reasons to feel yeah. and to be upset. And But like anything, you will move through it and everything is like a phase. Yeah. Or a chapter. And so you'll move out of that and into something else. Yep. And then from there, out of that and into something else. Exactly. But the whole idea is to feel it and live it and learn it and experience it. Yes. Yep. Something that I read online, it's um, compulsive avoidance can lead to addiction. Spiritual bypassing is similar to the other forms of addiction. Instead of using something like drugs or alcohol, you use spiritual practices, like putting a Band-Aid on it. Like, okay, I'm starting to feel angry, so I'm going to go meditate or I'm going to go pray. Okay? Those things are great to do, but feel the feelings first. You know, feel them. You can cry while you meditate if you have to. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like what you said uh, with our friend that passed away. Those kind of different phases I went through just in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, but I did the same thing, like where you left me and I you went I don't know where you went. You went out for a little bit or something. And I was just by myself and yeah. I put music on. But I just had to scream the F word a couple times. Yeah. That's why I let you be because I was like, he needs to get I angry. Just I'm just to gonna scream let him this out yeah. a couple times mm-hmm. and then I'll be okay. Like yeah. I, I don't mind the crying but it's I'm a ball of energy and there's this immense surge of energy when some like that something like that occurs that it's like I don't know if you could explain it as sort of like or compare it to like Tourette's it just got to come out real fast (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) yeah totally and then I'll be okay I didn't really feel like I need to sit there and yeah you know like flamethrow something yeah and breathe fire on it for 20 minutes I just needed one little burst and then I could move forward to the next phase yep. of the emotion. But. Yep. One of the things that I didn't really agree with when I read about this is how they say things like everything happens for a reason or, you know, good vibes only. They say that those are, are words of spiritual bypassing. And I don't believe that. I think it depends on how you use it. You know, if, because here, I'll give you another example. So I just recently oh, wow. found out that I have a dad and a brother and a sister, right? 
it, this was hard for me and I did get very angry at times, but I realized that everything does happen for a reason, not just finding them now, but the fact that I did not grow up with him as my father. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Um, but I still have to feel the feelings. I still yeah. had to get angry at my mom for what she did. I still, all of those things had to come out. But at the end of it all, I do realize that everything does happen for a reason. So I feel like there's a balance there that you can't say saying, you know, good vibes only is wrong. Right. If, as long as you're dealing with the things that you need to deal with. Yeah. I mean, again, anger is not a bad thing if depending on what you're doing with it. Exactly. If that's the only emotion that you're feeling, then I would say you're probably bypassing something. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I asked our listeners, I have... A list of things that um, can show that you're spiritual bypassing. So I put this in our discussion group. I asked them, do you do or feel any of the following? The first one and the one that people responded to the most is pretend things are fine when they really aren't. I think we all have a tendency to do that at one time or another. And that's not always a a spiritual bypassing type thing. I think that we do that, you know... Not just for ourselves, but to put on a happy face to other people so that we don't start problems or confrontation. Right. And I know, you know, we go back to what it said before about, you know, that that is a spiritual. A bypass. lot of people don't want to bring somebody else down with their. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Problems. The second one was feeling detached. And yeah, I, I can see that. Sometimes I do that where I'm just like, I'm just detaching myself and I don't want to feel. I just want to, you know, let it all be and just. And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with feeling that for a while as long yeah. as you don't hold on to it. You know, again, feel the feelings. Yeah, and, I mean, if you got to check out for a bit, check out, but you got to you got to check back in at yeah, some point. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The next one was you must rise above your emotions. That's been a hard one for me with the spiritual journey is is the balance, is figuring out that I don't have to do anything. I have to just do what's right for me. And, and I don't have to rise above something. There's no, you know, nothing, no bar that's set for me or anything like that. You know, it's all about, I'm still kind of confused by that statement. Yeah. Rise above above. your feelings, Mm -hmm. your emotions, your negative. emotions. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. if, If I wanted to, let's say for instance, you know, run with, uh, when we found out about, a friend and I wanted to run with the anger. Yeah. And I want to direct it all at the sun. Yeah. And just be focused on him and anger and anger and anger and anger and anger. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I yeah. can see where then I need to rise above yep. that and get to a point where I can accept and forgive. Right. And move forward. The next one was you use defensive mechanisms such as denial and repression. So like you don't want to face certain things about yourself or the situation. You're just in denial about them, you know, because I'm just going to move on. I'm just I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to pretend this isn't a part of who I am. But a big thing that I could see spiritual bypassing being a problem is if you don't do shadow work. Yeah. If you're just neglecting the shadow work, shadow work, we did an episode on it. I think I wrote <clears throat> that down here somewhere. Yes. Shadow work, episode 83. Shadow work is basically um, taking those things about yourself, those negative things about yourself and admitting that they're there, seeing that they're there 
and then trying to fix them, trying to deal with whatever it is that caused the situation. So if you are stifling yourself spiritually, you're not going to do the shadow work. And that is such an important part of the spiritual journey. It really is. I think the shadow work is what teaches us to be more peace and love because we do learn to be more tolerant of other people's issues. Like I've learned through my shadow work that most people, their issues those are those are caused by things that were done to them mm-hmm. from outside sources yeah. and they don't realize that they're just they're damaged from yeah. that or they're repeating the behavior and that's where the shadow work <sighs> comes in to change those things that other people have done to us that we don't even know they've done i did that a lot in my life i had a lot of anger for the things that happened to me growing up and i used that as license to act out yeah and be not nice to people yeah and that's where I had to change because nine times out of ten, that person had no idea yeah. what I've been through. Exactly. So they don't deserve that. And you don't know what they've been through either. Yeah. You know, we've all, we all have our stories, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, the next one is project your own negative feelings on others. A lot of people do that. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I really try to not but project my feelings on others at all, but I know sometimes it's it just happens because we don't even realize that we're doing it. That's where the good vibes, you know, only <laughs> kind of comes in helpful. Yeah. Is where you're trying to focus on that when you're being inundated with maybe somebody in your life that's on a regular negative Yes, there's a difference between like, let's say you have a friend that calls you and they're negative and they need to talk about it. There's a difference between that happening, you know, every so often and happening all the time. You can't expect to go through that all the time. That's when you might say, well, maybe you should be a little bit more positive. But you know what? If If there's a situation that needs to be dealt with, then listen. And, you know, that's totally different. That's totally different. Uh, let's see. The next one was that meditation and prayer should always be positive. And you know what? I wasn't really sure exactly what this is supposed to mean. Like my meditations are not always positive. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I get upset during them. Um, but I don't know. Maybe other people don't. Maybe mm. they look at it as it has to be all love and light. When I pray, you know, I I pray to fix the negative, not right. just the positive to, you know, thank you for the positive. Yeah. I I think that's really the most, for me, kind of what you said, that's the most important thing. Like, because if you're doing a meditation, you're sitting quiet with yourself and you're getting these things that aren't happy, um, whether it's memories or past traumas and things, um, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But whatever you're thinking about manifesting, that's what's important. Right. That you're not... Using that as a, oh, I hope this person dies or I oh, hope no. this, this happens or, you know, something negative on yeah, somebody. No. Um, it's it's just a waste of time. Yeah, no, that's not good. Uh, let's see, two more. The next one is avoiding feelings of anger, which we've talked about. And then only focusing on the positive or being overly optimistic. That one has been hard for me because I want to be that light. I want to be positive. I don't want to be a negative person. And I try really hard to do that. But I think, again, it's about balance. And it's about if you're just not feeling it, and you can't stifle that. Like this week, I just haven't really been myself. And I kept beating myself up about it. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are are you feeling like this? You know, and it's like, 
Well, because I haven't felt the emotions. I haven't dealt with whatever it is that's making me feel this way. Mm -hmm. But once I dealt with the emotions and like I talked with you and I talked with my friend Nisha and, uh, you know, I felt better after that and I was able to let it go. But if you're just going to pretend, you know, I don't know, I need to feel positive. I have to, even though I'm feeling like I'm not positive, it doesn't work. It really doesn't work. And that's not what the universe wants us to do either. They want us to have balance for sure. Okay, so how do we get past spiritual bypassing? Well, we need to feel all the feelings. And you don't have to act on them, but you need to feel them. That's a good way to start getting past the spiritual bypassing. Be honest and bring about awareness to your patterns. Recognize the behavior and catch it. So if you notice that you're doing this, whatever part of the spiritual bypassing, you it might take you a little while at first to recognize that you're doing it. But each time, if you call yourself out on it, you'll get sick of calling yourself out. Like, that's what Mm. I do. I'm like, oh, I did it again. You know? (laughs) Yes, I do that (laughs) frequently. Yeah. Uh, Work on allowing yourself to feel more of what you've denied and own up to the parts that you've tried to hide away. I think yeah. that's very important too. You know, we we do. We try and hide certain things about ourselves because I don't know. We think that's what we're supposed to do. Or yeah, there the old saying that I always go back to, and that is, you got to go through it to get to it. Yep. So if if we're doing nothing but learning as energy and spirits and souls, meaning when we die and we go to heaven. We're learning just as much there as we are learning here. Yeah. The difference between incarnating is that it's what you would call a fast track, hands-on fast track learning. Yeah. If you think you're bypassing it in this life, and then at the end of your life, you're realizing all the things that you avoided. Right. You're going to have to come back and do it again. Right. Definitely. This isn't about... What did you build with your money? No. Okay. This is about what did you do with your mind and your heart? Exactly. That's why we're here. Exactly. That's why we are infinite energy and souls that live forever. Yep. God wants to know. The source wants to know what all this feels like. This energy of, I mean, these experiences of going in and losing a parent or an animal or having to... be homeless or you know and all the happy stuff too we send back these experiences so that knowledge keeps getting greater and greater in the source right we are his scouts right we go or it's scouts not his sorry (laughs) it's scouts to go out and experience these things and bring it back yeah we can't go from kindergarten to the third grade no you cannot If you tried, you would walk into the class and not understand at all what the teacher was saying, and then you would be kindly asked to leave. (laughs) Probably. Or you'd fail. Yeah. And that means you'd have to do it over. Yep. You can't do this. And that's the same thing in life. As much as you think you're bypassing it for the moment, you're not going to bypass anything. No. No, definitely not. You know, I work with people every day that have things that have happened to them in their past, traumatic experiences, and they go, oh, but I've dealt with it. It's fine. I've dealt with it. Well, what do you mean you've dealt with it? Oh, it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, well, I used to say the same thing. doesn't bother me anymore. 
But I realized that I, I had never really faced the things that had happened. Um, I needed to, and I needed to admit to myself the things about me that were caused by the abuse that I suffered. And then I was able to do the shadow work to change them. So if you repress those things and just go, oh, I dealt with it, it's fine. It's not fine. It's not. And that's a major sign of spiritual bypassing. If you don't think you're spiritual bypassing, you probably are. You know, we just want to deny it. We want to go, nah, I'm cool. I'm good. But you know what? You're really not. You know, could you face if if you had an abuser, right, and you would never talk to them since the abuse and you went through all of this shadow work, right? Could you talk to your abuser again? I think that's a good question to ask, because if you say no, then you haven't dealt with it yet. And I'm not talking about being buddy buddies. I'm just talking about addressing the situation. Hey, what you did to me. That wasn't right. But I forgive you. Those types of things. If you're like, no, 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 never. You haven't dealt with it. Right. Yeah, if you're not ready to do that, then you haven't. Yeah, you haven't dealt with it. Uh, Carl Jung, he there's a quote from him. He says, Carl Jung believed that the shadow is also a set of creativity, a seat of creativity. So if we never confront our shadow, not only do we spend an inordinate amount of energy suppressing it, but we remain slaves to subconscious drives and patterns and never access our full potential. Mm-hmm. And and most of the time, it's because of what other people have done to us, not even what we've done to ourselves. And we just suppress our, right. ourselves because of this. I love that, though, because he sort of sort of insinuates that the shadow is a part of you. Yeah. I'm, like I'm, it's when you think about it, anytime you step out into the light, you always have a shadow. Yeah. And we look at that shadow as dark and, you know, unknown yeah. kind of and, and unimportant. But it's walks with us everywhere. So as an analogy is like we all have that. So acknowledge it. Yeah. Because there are things in my life that I look back in my experiences and growing up and go, I can I can feel the pain from them still. You know what I mean? But it's not like that. It's not so fresh that and I I spent a lot of time going to counseling and stuff talking about the things that happened to myself. But so I feel like, yeah, I've moved past those and actually worked towards rebuilding relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to mend them. Absolutely. Um, not staying on the other side is divided. Right. But trying to mend things. And, yes. Um, some are receptive and some aren't. Right. And that's just part of life that we have to deal with. But yes. it doesn't mean that. Because somebody's not receptive, whether you were at fault or you weren't, you did you did your best to try to make it right. Yes. And if it just isn't meant to be, it's not meant to be. That's exactly right. But you've done what you needed to do. You know, I that's something that I've learned in my spiritual journey that I need to do is to forgive the abusers, to actually one of them write him a letter and tell him he's not going to hell and he has been forgiven. Right. And when I was told to do this originally i was like oh no 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 not gonna happen but now i realize oh i need to do it like i keep thinking i need to do this i'm not trying to put it off it's just life's been really busy but it logically makes more sense in your mind than it does it's like a scale it starts to weigh and outweigh each other but i think at first the fear yes of that outweighed the logic of how that could possibly help you 
it can really help you. I honestly, my goal at this point is to be able to, when I die, say that I have made restitutions with pretty much anybody that I can, that I've said, I say, I'm sorry, or I say, I forgive you, whatever it needs to be, because that's what we're supposed to do. That's we're supposed to learn to forgive and to accept and not bypass it really. Um, So let's see, we got a few minutes. We have some questions from listeners that I want to try and answer. Uh, the first one is from Panapat. And you know what? I think that at the beginning of the week, we didn't know the answer to this question, but it is, is spiritual bypassing bad? And I think we can say now that it, it is. It's not a healthy practice. The second part of her question yeah. is, can bypassing really solve issues or it helps us survive so we can continue to the so- real solution, including shadow work? Would it be like being on medication for health issues, but still eating food that is bad for your health? Yeah. You know what I would say it's more like? I would say it's like um, having a problem, having a physical problem and covering it up with a medication, not taking care of it, just covering it up. It never, I mean, some of it, some things don't go away, but mm-hmm. if you have something that, you know, it can go away, but you're just throwing medication on it, then yeah. you're bypassing it. Yeah. So it's very much like that. Um, it's not a healthy practice right. and, but a lot of, a lot of us have to do it at certain times to get through certain things and that's okay. Yeah. It's just coming back and making sure that you do it. Yeah, I think also, um, like probably you know, war would probably be the one saddest, you know, thing we could think of. I think, yeah, maybe not, but that's pretty much the top of the list, and that's going on even today in our world. And I remember yeah. when you told me when this started up with the UK, the UK and Russia, and I got up one morning. And you said, "Oh, it started," and I, for some reason, I don't know, I, I thought. We're still doing this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, what? I think a lot of people probably did. Is this just not getting old? Yeah. And then I start thinking about that. I go, put a soldier in combat. And then when his tour of duty's done, and expect him never to cry or feel mm-hmm. what he went through and try to bypass all that. Mm-hmm. How do you think that guy's life's going to turn out? Yeah. that's Probably what not really good. That's where PTSD comes from, not dealing with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you deal with it, Mm -hmm. if the military taught these soldiers, not only program them how to do all the combat and be a soldier, but then deprogram them to go back into civilization and let them know it's okay to feel these certain things. Yep. When I think maybe a lot of them feel ashamed. Right. For showing that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never right. been there in my own. I've My father was, so I hear the things that he yeah. talks about. But he was smart, and he started talking about it. Yeah. And it's helped him. Yeah. So that's a pretty drastic analogy, but that's how I would look at it, is a lot of this life is, you know, kind of battling. It is. and And trying to get your way through... The world and your lifetime Mm -hmm. and all the lessons that you have to learn. Don't look at it as a battle that the world is against you, but sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. And if you're not releasing the emotion that comes along with that experience, you're setting yourself up for a big fall. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. 
All right, one more question I want to get to here. This is from Chanel. She said, how do we get over the spiritual bypassing and focus more on shadow work? I've been having a rough few months where I think I'm healing myself just by thinking in a spiritual mindset, but not doing much shadow work at all. So you're putting a Band-Aid on it is what it sounds like. You're trying, you know, you're doing the spiritual work, but, and, and that's what I was doing at first too. I'm just trying to you know, become the spiritual person that I want to be, but I'm not dealing with the things I need to deal with. Right. And I think that what comes into play here is willpower. It's about it's about telling yourself, I need to deal with this. I can't just push it under the rug. I need yeah. to deal with this. I need to feel it. I, You know, one of the things, the practices that I've gotten into is to give myself, it's not like I'm saying I set an amount of time that I'm going to deal with something, but I say, you know what, today, I'm just going to feel it. And I'm going to allow myself to just feel it. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm not going to fight it. And I'll deal with it when it gets there tomorrow. Where I used to just, it would go out every day. It would like every day, it would be the same thing because I wasn't like, okay, I'm going to feel it and then I'm going to move on. And, you know, it's like still the things that come to you, you know, like our friends passing or like after I found my family and there's waves of emotions, it still comes back and it hits you. And when it does, you need to feel it again and not push it aside and say, oh, no, no, I'm not dealing with that. You know, I, I had a foot zone last week and... I thought that I had dealt with with our friend's passing, and then the foot zone lady she knew him she had she remembered him from where you guys had worked together, yeah, and I lost it. I completely lost. I started crying. It was like, it was horrible. I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought I dealt with this. But I felt those emotions again. I wasn't like, no, 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 don't cry. Don't cry. You know, (laughs) let it go. You got to let it go. You got to get it out. Then that's when you feel better. But when you're like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't feel these feelings anymore. That's when you're stifling yourself. I'm not going to say I won't cry over it again because I may. I'm crying about it right now. I know. (laughs) Um, But I feel okay. Yeah. With it, yeah, you know, yeah, sure. I, I've, I've, you know, luckily I, I have a wife that's a psychic, so I can do a lot of this and medium, so I can not only can I communicate with Michael, um, but I can communicate through you and us together in understanding maybe why this occurred the way that it occurred. Yeah. It's not like I'm making it okay for a crime like that to occur. Right. But I know that everything happens for a reason. Yep. And I know that there was a reason. And so I can sit here and make up the scenarios and try to crack the code, but then connecting directly to Michael to get that sort of information of like, oh, well, that was kind of what I was feeling. Right. Yeah. So you... you, yeah. We affirmed that what you did was necessary. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't cry again in the future about it, having a moment and thinking about him and missing him. But that initial like grief. Yeah. Because I need to release him. Yeah. I need sure. to release him because he's got work to do. Yeah. And the more that I hold him here and not want to let him go, the harder it is for him, I think, to do that work. Oh, that you're he, not the only one. That he needs to do. And this is yeah. for anybody, yeah. you know, that's passed, that we have to release them. We have to let them go. Yeah. Um, 
They'll still be here with us. They will. That's it's, not it at all. They it, just have work to do. They will be more active in your life. Yes. And help you if you can release them. That you're, you, We bring them down. We we bring their vibration Literally, down. Yeah, yes. exactly. Your, your vibrations are holding them here. Yep. Um, it's been a blessing, I will say. I've gotten to have the opportunity to speak or communicate through Messenger with three of his sisters. Yeah. And th- on kind of a regular basis since this has happened. And that's been really cool. Yeah. Because I feel... I feel his like genetic connection to them, and yeah. then I see pictures of them because they're sending me pictures of their family and you know yeah. all their kids and and how much they look alike, and I can see Michael in there, you know. Yeah, and, totally. And that warms my heart. Yeah, you know, it makes me feel good. Yep. And I know that he's happy. I know. Yep. That he's happy. Yes, and you know what? This isn't on the topic, but I want to um, give a little part of the story that we didn't have before because I want to show a way that the universe works that people may have a hard time with. But so this man's ex-wife, our friend's ex-wife, she was staying with him because this was a problem. They were worried about something like this happening. Okay. So the day it happened, she went to work. She would have been at his apartment when this happened, but she had a hair appointment. The hair appointment was rescheduled four times. Yep. Four he times. insisted that she go. He insisted that she go. Now, we all know what happened there. The universe saved her. Why? Well, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. But that did happen for a reason. And that may be hard for a lot of people to accept. But the universe works that way. Right. He sa- the universe saved her for a reason. Right. It was our, it was our friend's time to go. Mm-hmm. He was ready. She's not. She has a lot of work still here that she needs to do, especially mm-hmm. on herself and to deal with this. Yeah. So we never really understand people's like um, their you know their journey here, right. so to speak. But this all happened the way that it was supposed to, and, and it's very sad. It three doesn't make days it better. Uh, prior to that. The son was being violent with the mother, yes. like choking her out and punching story. her in the head to yeah. where she thought, you know, I spoke to her and she said to me, I had pretty much accepted I was going to die. Yeah. And then he left me for whatever reason, walked away. He went in his room and fell asleep. And I took the dog and my things so that I could grab and yeah. I left. And she didn't come back to that house until after yep. he passed. Our friend passed he away. He could have killed her that night. I'm surprised so, yes, he didn't. This the universe is stopped him. the reason. The reason is he made it so she could live yeah. and take care of the things she needs to take care of. And that somebody with an illness like that is never going to be on the street again. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's how the universe works. As crazy as it may seem, there's yes. always a reason. It doesn't mean we're not supposed to feel the feelings or it doesn't deal mean it's with un- it. not unfair. No, it's or still sad. unfair. It it's, still sucks. It's very sad. But would I come to that conclusion 10 years ago or on my own no. period? I don't know. I wouldn't have probably not. But where I'm at now, I came to that conclusion even prior to connecting with Michael. Yeah. And all he did was reaffirm that you guys are right. Yeah. That's exactly why this went the way that it went. Yeah. There's also an alternative that it didn't have to go. Yes. But it was, was. going to go one of two ways, and it went that way. Yeah. Because exactly. the truth is, had he pressed charges against his son for elderly abuse, 
the son would, yeah, probably go to prison for a few years because of priors, but then would be out on his yes. own after that. Yep. And probably what more kind angry. of state of mind are you in after you've spent three years in prison? Exactly. Probably angry, like you just said. Yep. So ultimately, it was going to happen. I yeah. feel like whether it was that day or three years later, right? it was going to happen. So where some people may say we're spiritually bypassing by saying this happened for a reason, I don't believe that at no. all because we've dealt with the emotions. We're still dealing with the emotions. Oh, we yeah. just accept the fact that this happened and that there were many reasons why it <clears throat> happened. So you have to look at the line there too. So you're not beating yourself right. up and thinking, oh, I'm, I'm being overly positive. There is a balance. There is right. a happy medium there for sure. And I've accepted it. I've yeah. felt it. I denied it. I accepted it, yeah. and then I realized there has to be closure. Yeah. You know, there has to, always, in in any loss of anything. Um, and that's part of my closure. Yeah. Is that I realize it's hard to see it from a mortal side of, are you kidding me? Like, right. what, was that necessary? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm Seriously. I'm the creator and controlling all this. <laughs> yeah. I can just clearly see how... This solved yeah. not just for the situation and the safety for the mother, but you have to understand my friend was at a point in his life where things weren't great. No, they were less than great. Um, and very, very less. there was a lot of financial issues and career issue. Um, so there was just a lot of things Health that issues. I think he was just ready. He was ready. Yeah. Yeah. He was. And and that's not a bypass. That's not a spiritual bypass. That's yeah. actually the truth. Yeah. I you know, agree. So. so I think we've done it. Awesome. Another episode in the can. Good job. Yeah, you Brands. too. Well, Benny before we say goodbye to everybody, would you like to share your information? Yes, so you can find me on the internet, Samantha Jones Psychic dot com. You can book an appointment there if you'd like to have a reading by me. If you want to reach us at the show, you can email us at spiritualjoneses at gmail.com or find us on social media at spiritualjoneses. Very good. And you good start. Thank you. Uh, for my art, djonesartcollection.com. For the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram and Facebook. I shared a, over the last week the Frank Zappa that I finished and had a great response. Yeah. So thanks to everybody one. that gave me some feedback or liked it or whatever. I appreciate that. Yes. And I'm actually working on Mrs. Jones's tattoo right now. Oh, that's, now. yes, you are. My next so, tattoo. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Excited about that one. Me too. And just, we recorded again this week, so we're just going at it, still going at it. No shows or nothing like that for a while. Yeah. But working on the recordings and it's going well. Keep on keeping on. Yes. Ma'am. Yep. All right. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. That we do. I did. And I learned about something. Me too. Which mm -hmm. is cool. A lot. Yeah. And so thanks. Yeah. And we hope everybody has a great week. We do.